Welcome to The Iceman, a podcast presented by Tuned Up Custom Rods. Hey everybody, welcome back. John, good to see you. Dan, good to see you. Tommy, welcome to your house. <laughs> Thank you. It's good to be here. <laughs> Thank you for hosting once again. We're going to be back in the shop eventually. Eventually. The shop's uh, coming along really well. It's coming along. Good. And tonight we are excited to be joined by our special guest. We've got Garrett Haglin calling in by phone. Garrett Haglin coming from Euphoric Brands, um, and you've got a, a big a big launch going on right now, or a pre-launch, right, Garrett? Garrett? Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having us. Uh, thanks for having me anyway. Um, yeah, we do have a big launch going on. We just launched a new brand under Euphoric Brands called Maluna. Maluna's kind of been around for a little while. Uh, started out as a Kickstarter program. And then uh, from there, uh, since our involvement, we've brought the manufacturing back from China over to the homeland, the good old USA anyway. So just relaunched the brand here, and uh, we're super excited to be uh, launching with another Made in the USA product. We're super excited for it. So tell us, what is Maluna? So Maluna is a rotomolded cooler line. Uh, it's very similar in construction to like a Yeti or Orca or Grizzly. Um, they're all rotomolded coolers, which means it's rotational molding. It's a it's a process of forming plastic components. So essentially, you open up your mold. It's a big cast aluminum steel or aluminum mold, CNC machined, that is uh, split in two. Your dumpy powder inside. Um, reclamp your mold, send it into a big oven that gets to five, six, almost 700 degrees, <clears throat> spins and rotates, which is why it called, it's called rotational molding, and then goes down into a cooling phase and then pops out a plastic outer shell. From there, it's injected with a polyurethane foam, and the polyurethane bonds with the polyethylene <clears throat> cooler wall, which gives it that solid construction and uh uh, really great ice retention. It's that that thermal chamber chamber in there. So, Maluna is a rotomolded cooler, very high performance. Uh, we had just redone the ice retention test um, because of the construction, the rotomolded construction. Uh, we redid our ice retention test specifically against a Yeti sixty five. A Yeti sixty five does not actually hold sixty five quarts. Um, it holds about 52 or so. And I know that because I tested it myself. <laughs> Why would they call um, it 65 then? It's probably, is it the, like the base size of the cooler is 65 or? Like you know, the they'll, they'll, they'll state that, um, you know, the, the sizes, the numbers that go along with their models do not accurately represent how much capacity they actually hold. Um, in my opinion, it's more of a marketing phenomenon if you will or a marketing stunt so um you know to believe that you're getting more volume for uh um essentially still a higher price than what we are but um it's it's in my opinion a marketing stunt so our maluna 50 quart does actually hold 50 quarts of of space there so when we had done our test it was a 14 day test um, against the Yeti 65 versus one that we made here, a Maluna 50 that we made here in the United States with domestically sourced materials. And um, all in all, our uh, Maluna 50 had held, held ice 35% longer than the Yeti 65, which is uh, absolutely significant. It's really, really exciting. 35% longer. How, so how long did yours hold the ice for then? Was it actually 14 days? So we had held um, the test for 14 days long. We didn't hold ice for 14 days long. Um, our Maluna held ice for about seven and a half days or so. The Yeti held it for about four and three quarters. So um, all of the statistics... Um, and how that test was done and different things are available now at the Maluna website for viewing. It's M-A-L-U-N-A.com. You can check it out there in the innovation tab. But um, that's that's essentially how the test was ran. Um, it was down in uh, by third party in Miami, Florida. So you know Miami. It gets pretty warm down there. Mm -hmm. But uh, 
Average temperatures or the range kind of range from about 72 degrees to about 94. So it was a pretty good range. And uh, the test was conducted in an outdoor environment to kind of do a, you know, more real life uh, test or um, a more relative test rather than in a, in a thermal chamber of a specific temperature all the time. That's good to know that it was third party also. So right. it was sitting yeah. outdoors, like in like direct sunlight, even. Correct. Yeah. Wow. There was uh, there's periods of shade and periods of sun, um, you know, as the days went by. So each cooler, um, each cooler did um, get you know the same amount of shade and sun. So yeah. Hmm. Now you have multiple different sizes of coolers too, right? Correct. Yep. Our smallest size is a twenty-two quart. Uh, the 22 court was uh, started uh, specifically um, to benefit veterans that with the pre-order campaign ahead of time. You know, the story with it is that approximately 22 veterans commit suicide each day. So the founder of Maluna had created the 22 court size kind of in that honor and um, had done a really great campaign with the Fallen Outdoors group and um much of the proceeds had benefited that group at the time and it was just really a really cool thing uh we want to keep that program alive um we don't call it the combat 22 program anymore and we have yet to come up with a specific name for uh for our program but we are expanding the uh, discounts or benefits anyways to um throughout there are sizes of coolers again starting with the 22 court we move up into the 40 court, which is a great size uh, for strapping down onto, you know, the back of the Ranger or four-wheeler, that and the 22 court, of course. Uh, but then you move up into the 50 court, which is really the most commonly sold sized cooler today, uh, right around that range. Is that the From one you the have, John? Yeah, I have a 50. I yeah. love the thing. And so, Garrett, I mean, I'm not trying to interrupt because you're – well, actually – Finish with the specs of them, then I want to tell my Maluna story. (laughs) No problem, John. A lot of us have Maluna stories. But, um, yeah, from the 50 court, uh, you move up into the 70 court, which is a great size. You're kind of getting into those hunter um, capacities, if you will. Um, Our great friends at uh, American Heroes Outdoors had taken a 70 court out to, I believe it was Idaho, uh, for an elk hunt. And they fit an entire deboned... Um, cow elk in a 70 quart Luna, which, which, yeah, it it is impressive. It was, uh, I was impressed to see that. It was pretty cool. Um, one more big size. We have a 111 quart, which that is a tub and a half. It's, it's really a neat size. Um, it's really geared towards those big hunters or commercial fishermen, um, that are bringing back a whole bunch of meat or a whole bunch of fish or whatever it might be. Or you're just having a big old party. <laughs> that works too. Pontoon day. That'd be yeah, a big, that'd big be old a pontoon there. day. Absolutely. And do they all have similar ice retention? Yeah, you can expect each one of them to have similar ice retention. Um, they may vary a little bit here and there. Um, just uh, once you get down into like the 22 quart, you know, it's a smaller size cooler, so there's a little bit less material there. Uh, but nonetheless, you should expect it perf- to perform up to the standards um, against any other cooler around its similar size. That's awesome. What were you going to say, John? What's oh, so? I mean, I have went through my battles with coolers over the years, but I bought a Maluna last year, and we we're coming back from Fourth of July vacation and filled it up with pop and beer from vacation. It was like four days later, my wife opens it up after vacation, sitting in the garage and. She's like, I got to get rid of all this water in the cooler. And she's like, it's half full of ice still. <laughs> and this was, I mean, just cooking in an oven of a garage. And she goes, I, I can't believe it. She goes, because her first instincts were, why'd you buy a $200 cooler? And I said, well, we go up north. I pack fish. You know, we bring up meat, all kinds of stuff. Sometimes we don't exactly take the right path. And sometimes it's like a day of having your stuff in the cooler. And I, I don't like when, you know, you get up North and the top ground beef is like 95 degrees yeah. <laughs> or <laughs> leaking everywhere. Yeah. Um, and your coolers, I don't know what 
the real difference with the inner lining, but they don't stain very easily, if at all. I've never stained anything, and I put all kinds of stuff in there I shouldn't. Um, and they don't stink. We don't need to know about all of that, John. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, it's, it's, there's some weird stuff that goes in there. Um, yeah. But like yeah. ground hamburger and stuff, you know, you get it in the bags, and if you got an inferior cooler, it does, it can be kind of orange by the time you're done with the weekend. Right, right. Yeah, it really goes back to the material composition that goes into that shell, that polyethylene shell. Uh, there's some pretty special, um, highly engineered materials that we have sourced uh, to find and, and mold uh, our mulunas out of. Um, you think of today's day and age with uh, you know COVID nineteen and just our awareness of germs and bacteria and different things like that. Um, there are antimicrobial features within the resin that we are molding malunas out of. So they don't stain so well. Um, they, they clean well, and uh, they're, they're really a clean product. They don't collect bacteria as uh, many, other, many other coolers out there do. We've all experienced it. Yeah, they get stinky and moldy. and Yeah, and I, I love that. I should tell the listeners, I love the way the seal is. Cause it's, mm-hmm. it's not a, like I, I've had the, the Coleman steel belted coolers forever. I love those things mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. of just, it's more of a, I don't know, more of a sentimental thing, but yep. they don't hold ice for crap. They don't keep anything cool. And their seals are terrible. Your Maluna right. cooler, when that thing <clears throat> is sealed, it's legit. Like it's hard to actually open cause it almost vacuums itself down which that's, I'm sure that's why the ice retention is so high, but it, it's a really amazing feature. Yeah. Cause it's a hinge yeah. design, right? You, I must, you should expand on that. Cause a lot of people don't realize that's one of the, uh, I think the biggest benefits to Molina coolers is the hinge yeah. design. Yeah. I'll run through some of the features here. So really the, the biggest piece to how we're able to accomplish 35% better ice retention than, than the leading competition out there is our patented, protected, unhinged design. Now, if you look at the Maluna and you know you mess with it and, and things and use it, of course it hinges. It has to hinge on something. Um, but what makes it different is that it is sitting and resting on a free-floating hinge pin. So there is a pin that it pivots around off of or hinges on, but it, you can physically and see and move that hinge or that the entire lid on those hinge pins. So you've got tension straps in the back of the cooler and tension straps in the front of the cooler. So when that cooler comes down, when that lid comes down on top of that base, you're getting an even ten, uh, an even seal all the way around the perimeter of that base of the cooler. So, um, and that's because of that free floating hinge that it sits on that hinge pin back there. So on a traditional cooler, I'll, I'll say traditional rotomolded cooler like a Yeti, um, the hinges in the back of the cooler do eventually um, give way after a while and, uh, and can loosen up in different ways. And um, those hinge areas, a traditional hinge style is an area or opportunity for those cool temperatures inside to escape. Um you talk about the pressure or uh, uh, the, the the gasket itself. It's different than uh, any other rotomolar cooler gasket out there. Um, different as in ours is is compression molded. It's all one piece. If if you saw the gasket before you took it out or applied it to a cooler, it's basically like a giant rubber band. I mean, it's all one piece. There's no seams or anything, um, which. Um, in a, a Yeti or Orca or Grizzly, something like that. I'm just using those three as an example. Um, it's an extruded gasket. It's a extruded profile, a material that's laid into the cooler, uh, the lid there uh, where its designated spot is, and then they splice the ends together. Those areas um, where that uh, those two ends that are spliced together. That's a high uh, area of cool temperature leaking, essentially. So you've got that um, working against you with a, with a Yeti or Orca, and you've got the hinges working against you. Um, we've solved that issue with Maluna. We don't have that issue. Um, 
another few other features about Maluna itself. Um, if you look at it, if you go on the website, again, it's maluna.com. That's M-A-L-U-N-A.com. You'll notice the overall profile of the Maluna. It kind of looks a little bit like a muffin top. Uh, it does. <laughs> that's absolutely correct. <laughs> yeah. You know that, and that's, that's, there's a purpose by that, right? So if you think about your ice and, uh, and, uh, ice packs, whatever, sitting at the base of the cooler, the top portion of the cooler, whatever is not filled with ice. If there's open space or just air space in there, that is the most susceptible area for, uh, cool temperature loss essentially so um there's more insulation that muffin top kind of chemistry to the cooler gives it more insulation around the top of the cooler which is more susceptible uh to losing its cold temperatures right away so that's that's why it looks like a muffin top essentially now don't go out there touting or saying that maloon is the muffin cooler but um (laughs) It's totally you know, what I'm going to rename mine. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to start that trend, but um, <laughs> it's uh, it's performance-wise, the cooler is just outstanding. We're just ex- so excited um, to how well it's performing against the competition. Um, one other neat feature about the Maluna, um, you kind of touched on it a little bit, John, is the, the pressure on the inside. Um, you know, for the most part, it has a self-regulating pressure system that's built into the base of the cooler. You won't ever see it. There's no user intervention to it, uh, which is really nice. So when you're going up in the mountains or uh, just changing elevations in general, uh, that Maluna is constantly regulating the pressure itself. You don't have to do anything with it. I think it's the like it's the Cabela's cooler, which is a Rotomola cooler. There's actually a um, a secondary button that you have to press to release the pressure on it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've seen which, that one. In, yeah, which, when in my opinion, is just goofy. But um, uh, again, we don't have that issue. It doesn't affect uh, the ice retention at all, um, and so it's just really uh, a slick design that we um, are, are very excited about. Could take it in this- an unpressurized aircraft and fly up a little bit and not have it. Suck down so you could never open it again, basically. Correct. Yeah, yeah. It would uh, regulate that pressure itself, which is um, really, really nice. A um, couple other features about it that uh, we as consumers really enjoy. Of course, got to have a built-in bottle opener. Um, that is on the very front of the cooler there. It is lockable as well through the bottle opener wait, there. Wait, 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 wait. There's a bo- built-in bottle opener? On the front of those? Oh, John. <laughs> <laughs> did I not pay attention to that? No, and maybe I did a horrible job explaining that to oh, you. Oh, Dan's showing um, me a picture right now. I did, I, <laughs> to be honest, view, uh, listeners, I just bought the cooler because I had uh, had some meat spoil in one of my coolers, and it was disgusting, and I never wanted to smell that cooler ever, ever again because it, I don't know what it did, but permeated into the plastic. So... It was bad. In a, in a non-Maluna. <laughs> yeah, well, it wasn't a Maluna. It was like a Coleman or something like that. And they're, they're mm-hmm. you know, it's like their five-day cooler, which it lasts, I mean, you have ice lasting there about 12 hours, if that. Mm-hmm. But they're yeah. they're cheap. The hinges fall apart. I mean, they, you know, it, it's an investment. That's why I always tell people. It's like anything else. You kind of get what you pay for. And really with coolers, you get what you pay for. You'll... Mm-hmm. That is true. That is true. Just one other piece too on, uh, you know, composition and performance and things. Um, so your Coleman cooler, right. Or, um, an Ozark cooler, the Walmart brand Pelican. Um, most of those coolers are either blow molded or injection molded. Uh, many of them are blow molded. Um, they do not use, uh, similar materials or similar polyurethane foams as we do or as any other high-performance cooler does, essentially. And that's the reasoning for reaching those low price points, essentially. It's low performance, low pricing, essentially. Um, that's that's kind of the name of the game. It's a different marketplace than what we're playing in. Yes, it's still a cooler. Sure, we're still competitors, but really we're in 
we're in two different worlds here, essentially. I mean, like you said, John, you do get what you pay for. You pay a little more for performance, and that's exactly what you get. It's like an ugly stick versus a tuned-up custom. Exactly. Uh, absolutely, <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, and people don't realize absolutely. all the small details. Like, uh, I didn't realize there was a bottle opener in it, but uh, one thing that I found <laughs> the coolest feature of the Maluna cooler, and everybody will be able to relate to this. I mean, Dan, you step on the brakes in your truck and your cooler goes flying. Mm-hmm. Malunas have little pads that are rubber on the bottom, but then you can flip them over and they're smooth. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that, but so I leave two pads with sticky and two pads that are smooth. So my cooler pretty much stays, but it's still, I can kind of slide it. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. It works great. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a two piece injection molded foot essentially that is reversible. Um, you know, when, uh, when we had gotten involved with Maluna and essentially purchased the company, um, not long ago, the, the tooling and different things, some of the tooling for the actual components themselves didn't make it on the boat essentially. So we had to retool up for those feet and any new Maluna now made in the USA does not have a reversible feet. We do still have that version of the foot that's, uh, you know, slide on one side and non-slide on the other kind of as an option for now. Um, but uh, moving forward, just the feedback that we had received from, from many users and uh, longtime Maluna supporters was, I never use the skid side. So we went with the non-stick side. Well, that makes sense. Cause yeah. <laughs> and maybe the mine were, cause I had them on the smooth side at first and that cooler was gliding around. <laughs> Right. <laughs> it does make it easy. But yeah. Um, yeah, so just to touch on a couple things um, in case I uh, or you didn't notice anything else about your cooler, John. Um, <laughs> it's very possible. I, I it's think my cooler is white and there's probably, you know, a dead bird in it right now from last year. <laughs> well, uh, so besides the bottle opener, um, the bottle opener does have a hole through it as well. And through the lid of the cooler, you can lock it there. Is it bear proof? Um, I want to say yes. I've called um, the the bear testing company. Essentially, there's an official company that you send your coolers into or uh, contraptions into anyway for official bear testing. You make it on a pretty important list out there. Um, they haven't called me back, so I don't know if the bears won, <laughs> if, uh, <laughs> or uh, or what the situation it's is. Probably at going least on at, at least bear resistant. It sounds uh, like. Yeah. Trust me, when they, I mean, other than if they could figure out how to flip open the latches, and the latches are the really cool thing. They they're very different. What I tell people, they're very very innovative, and almost you have to buy one and own one to appreciate it fully. Apparently, I didn't read the user manual or any of the instructions, but. Um, <laughs> they're like the same it, same thing that you use to close the hood on a jeep they are yeah. very similar to that mm-hmm. yep very similar to that absolutely so um okay so bottle opener it likely is bear proof we are hoping to test that and get get our malunas on that list essentially another neat feature about it too you could drop one off with a couple of our kids for a while yeah i mean i was gonna say <laughs> I, I, what we could do you could rub pixie stick dust all over it and see if the kids could get yeah. into it that's basically <laughs> the same thing <laughs> well that could be it too that could be it absolutely or even during hunting season if i can't get into a maluna when there's jerky in there oof that could be considered bear hunting. You know, what we could I do, I, I have a place where there's a lot of bears and you can't really hunt them there. We could just like put peanut butter on a Maluna cooler and see if they can get inside <laughs> of it. Just spread a ton of peanut butter on it, put some chocolate, a few donuts on the top of there and, and see if they can get into one. That could be interesting. That, I, I'm willing, that, I'm willing uh, to test it out. You want to donate the cooler. I'll, I'll go throw it up on a trail camera and put it back there. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That if, if you don't good. hear back uh, from the bear people, yeah, <laughs> I'll be wrestling the bear for the chocolate chip donuts and stuff. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, I'd pay to see that too, John. But uh, <laughs> how much? So, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Just kidding. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, those couple of things. Another neat feature about it too is the front badge plate. Now every Maluna that goes out the door has our official logo on it um of course but one thing that we do offer is personalized 
uh, laser engraved badges. So tuned up custom rods, uh, Rapala, whoa, 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 uh, whatever, whatever. There's a product that has my brand on it that I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> no, he said you could. I know. That's what I, I want a tuned up custom rod badge for my, I, I even ordered. Ice, I want an Iceman Maluna. Yeah, there you go. Iceman. Well, we could do an Iceman yeah. Maluna. That'd be even cooler. <laughs> Ooh. A cooler, cooler. Yeah. A very cool. Yeah. Well, I just ordered a 22 quart back when you had the big American release. Yep. Yeah, and I absolutely. apologize because I changed my colors because I ordered orange because I was like, oh, that'll be cool. I'll never lose it. And then my daughter's like, I don't like orange. Can you do teal or blue or whatever the color was? It's like, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. We're hoping that'll come out of the hopper here within the next week and a half. That's cool. I wouldn't doubt it. That'll be ready next week for you. I was watching that order go through the system just yesterday. So excited for that, John. I'm just excited um, to have a cooler. That's not uh that's like a unique color. My wife is yeah. more excited, but <laughs> it's fun to have one of each color, John. I'll just say that. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Gotta have one of each. Yeah. Absolutely. But if you made yeah, a hot pink there. one, I'd be all in for that. They do have one. Do they really? Yes. Did I not pay attention? Jeez. Come on. Ask and you oh shall God. receive, John. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll be ordering a hot it's pink one. It's literally called too. hot pink. That's the name on the website. You know, yeah. I, I have an attention, uh, issue attention span mm-hmm. issue God, I, even, I even i clicked my phone and i typed in maluna and it, it uh, came up with glock 19x which are, that's what i was looking at. i was like oh that's right i was looking at that 10 minutes ago they have a hot huh. pink one look at that yeah do the colors affect the ice retention at all no really? um i mean like cool gray you, you would you would certainly think so absolutely um i don't believe that it'll affect it much, if any. I don't think you'll notice a difference at all. Um, it might affect it slightly, like once you get into the cool gray, differing from like the white or so. But I really don't believe you're going to see any difference that way. Um, we are actually going to test that specifically too. But, um, you know, there's a reason why they don't make black coolers. Um, then again, I did see a few floating around in the industry. So, um, if there's a wish for one, um, sometimes people just really don't care and they want a black cooler. So, um, it is, uh, it is kind of an interesting thing, but we do have seven standard colors, um, on the Maluna. There's sky blue, white, of course, blaze orange and, um, uh, seafoam green, the hot pink, um, Desert Did I say chill already? Yeah, desert tan. I really want a desert green. tan one, but I, my wife won't let me paint anything or have anything in the house desert tan ever again. Is the inside <laughs> uh, the same color as the outside? Correct. Yep. Yes, okay. it is. Very cool. Absolutely. So, those are some of the standard colors. But um, how do you how do you personalize the nameplate? You put, you put a name on it. <laughs> Helpful, helpful job. Sorry, that was a good one. <laughs> Real Thanks, helpful. Captain Obvious. No, but, but, sorry, that's a dad so, joke right there. <laughs> so, if you would like a personalized custom nameplate, uh, when you go to order your Maluna, you can put that in the notes. Uh, you can actually check out. I believe there is an option to check out with a custom anodized uh, nameplate here. From there, it is laser engraved up here um, at the factory. And then uh, sent out, um, usually on the Maluna. It, it all depends on, on send, uh, deliveries and such. But um, it is laser engraved. There are other options um, eventually that we're looking into if we want to get into colors per se or, or other things. But um, once you're uh, lasering away that black anodized material, it kind of goes back to like a stainless finish, uh, like a stainless aluminum finish. Looks very nice. Looks really good. I have a temperature question. Sure. So is the opposite true as well? Like if you're out ice fishing at 40 below and you want to throw some beers and some fresh fish in there, are they going to freeze solid or will it hold like the temperature of the ice? It's going to hold the temperature of the ice. So any high performance cooler or a high performance cooler, in my opinion, should hold the temperatures, whether it's uh, you know, cold temperatures just above freezing or if it's hot. So if you need to transport hot foods as well, certainly don't 
overlook your Maluna, right? Don't overlook your, your high performance cooler because it is meant to hold internal temperatures to whatever it is. Um, so if you do go ice fishing, uh, with a Maluna, which I have done many times now, no, it does not freeze your beer. <laughs> and I bet you <laughs> even I, overnight. And it, I didn't even think about that as like fish. Fish freezing is one of the things that I have an issue with, especially right. wintertime when they. <laughs> I mean, Garrett, you'll you'll appreciate this too. You catch a crappie up north, you throw it on the ice for five minutes, and it's like, oh, you're flash frozen. Yep. And you're now going to yep. be the most awful thing to clean in the world. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I, um, oh, I was going to say that the temperature, the the hot thing is I didn't even think about it is like if you're like smoking meat and then you want to rest it for a long time, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. No, I, that brings up one last question before our commercial break. Could you like, so I know like people, I don't know what the technical cooking term is, but you pour like hot water with a steak in a bag of sous vide. Sous vide and see it. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't say what I was thinking. Ask of. the fat guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Apparently, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. My mouth closed right now. Um, but you can, could you pour like 200 degree water in there? And then yes. Okay. That, that, yeah, I, absolutely. I never thought about that, but my kid loves steak, and well, you could sous vide a lot of steaks in a Maluna. Oh, I know. That's what I was thinking. And is there a yeah. temp, is there a temperature like cold wise where it'll start to get brittle or break or something like that if you left it outside? Um, I would uh, that temperature is not possible here. I don't. Um, that's the kind of the beauty thing about polyethylene is that it doesn't just it doesn't just break. It doesn't shatter. Um, if it does, you've got bad material. Um, that's that's kind of the nice thing about polyethylene. I mean, you think of like. You know, um, an ice fishing sled, like an otter sled or something, it's rotor molded. And so it's it's got the solid construction, but the corners don't blow out because it's a, it's a polyethylene mix. It's like a six-melt polyethylene. It's pliable, um, and it, because of the material uh, chemical compositions, it doesn't shatter. And so those kind of same features are built into the Maluna material here. I mean, you could you could chuck it off a mountain. Um, and if it lands just right or hits a rock just right, you know, you might, you might puncture that, uh, surface there a little bit. Um, if you puncture it and if you hit it just right, but, um, it's, it certainly isn't going to shatter on you. I guess I do have one more question before we break. Uh, so if you're using it for ice fishing, uh, does the lid freeze up? I have, I have that issue with my angle bait cooler. That's because you've got to put chapstick on it. I know that you, you gotta, can do that. You got to use lube, dude. <laughs> lube saves oh, everything. <laughs> that has nothing to do with anything else. <laughs> John's just spitting the truth here. But anyway, <laughs> no, it's not going to freeze up on you. Um, at least I've never experienced that before. Uh, I have, I've tossed it around in the water a little bit. I mean, um, I uh, used the cooler once to store some fish so that it, they wouldn't freeze out on the ice. Um Went to essentially dump him out into a buddy's bucket because I was being a nice friend and let him take home the fish. And uh, I used the spear house that we were sitting in, uh, that spear hole, to clean out the Maluna. Um, dunked the whole thing in there up to the hinges, the lid, just washed it out a bit, strapped it back to the four-wheeler, and off we went across the lake. Got off the four-wheeler, put it in the back of the truck, got home, opened the Maluna, and uh, it did not freeze shut on me. That's, so yeah, that's yeah worst case scenario, and it still works. That's good to know. Yeah, that's yeah. angle bait coolers do love to freeze shut. They though. do freeze, and they can be a pain to get. I, I've been using chapstick, and it's been much better. Yeah, I got to do that. Mm-hmm. I got to do that. I use chapstick on the zippers of the Eskimo too. Yeah. 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 Learn my lesson, because everything <laughs> freezes. It's good to know. Absolutely. All right. Garrett, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'd like to hear more about uh, Maluna, more about the Euphoric products, and then I want to touch a little bit onto your fishing as well, because you get yourself a pretty good fishing situation, too. Absolutely. Sounds great. We'll be right back with Garrett Aglin. Hey, everyone. This is Dan from the Iceman, coming to talk about our sponsor, Tune-Up Custom Rods. We're still running the buy one, get one 50% off trolling rod sale now through the end of September. 
And if you're looking to order a rod, use the code ICEMAN at checkout to save 10% off your purchase. And it's never too early to think about ice. Freedom Baits is cranking out baits like crazy right now. Check them out at freedombaits.com. That's with a Z. Use the code ACPF10 for 10% off on your order. And with our special guest, Garrett, from Maluna Coolers, he's offered us a wonderful discount for all of you listeners. If you go to maluna.com and use the promo code ICEMAN15, you can save 15% off on your pre-order of a Maluna Cooler. Thank you, Garrett. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. That was a rough that commercial break. <laughs> I'm glad that we have an edit button. <laughs> two take Dan that over was here. Two, good. Hey, I got it out. <laughs> I'm not in the mid season form yet, okay? <laughs> We're working on it. That was terrible. <laughs> it's what goes to air is gonna sound fine, okay? <laughs> I think we should leave that whole thing in, especially the F bomb when, when you had no idea what month it was. I uh, like the Bueller up front. I, I froze a little bit. It, it happens. <laughs> Behind the scenes stuff. Maybe one day if we get our YouTube channel up, people will be able to see some of that wonderful For footage. For sure. Wonderful bean, wonderful bean footage. Yes. Uh, those of you just uh, getting back with us, we are joined today by Garrett Haglin of... Um, uh, euphoric brands uh, and we've been talking about your brand maluna coolers um i don't i don't have a maluna yet but i've been following you guys on your uh, maluna unhinged facebook page which i think is fascinating you have you have fans from a long time ago who are fanatical yeah they're, they're like uh diehard old grateful dead fans yeah. that's i just picture these old rockers like no it's a maluna cooler don't ever say anything. you know Fellas, that's really a, a way to put it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's uh, there's an incredible following out there that that uh, Maluna has already, and and really some folks that have sent in some um, just really great pictures and some really interesting ones at the same time. But really some cool <laughs> ones, um, you know, some folks with multiples of coolers. I mean, a dozen plus Malunas, and it's just like wow. You know, I never knew that anyone could ever need a dozen of them, but. Would you like another? <laughs> you know. Yeah, um, but the thing is, now like, they're made in America. I, I you got a dozen more. How many coolers do you? I mean, I personally own probably twenty coolers from over the years. That you know, you buy the Coleman. I had one of those. Yeah. Uh, I, it must have been when we were in college. You bought the Cube. Was like hold forty eight beers, right? It was on wheels. It was literally the junkiest cooler you've ever seen. But mm-hmm. it worked, and now that I bought a Maluna, I was like, "Wow, this is you know holds ice forever. It keeps you know we use it. We'll use it on our our new deck that I finally finished this past weekend all the time because we'll just throw beer in that, and I might just leave it permanently out there. Have a beer right. outdoor fridge, yeah, because I actually prefer beer on ice than in the fridge. It sounds really weird. I I one hundred percent agree with you. Absolutely, it, it must get it closer to freezing, but not freezing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It does. Yeah. Uh, you know, the one elevens is, uh, John, to your point, an, an outdoor ice chest, essentially. I mean, a lot of people leave those outside. I've seen many different custom stands and different things built just for them. Uh, and they leave their Maluna outside with ice in them 24 seven, uh, um, any time of the year. And, uh, absolutely fully stocked with beverages it's uh, a little bit extreme i don't think i could do that um but uh <laughs> certainly it's uh it's it's pretty neat they're certainly an all season long or all year long product garrett you said that the 50 is like the most popular one that you guys sell right it is yep is that the, one uh, the-, the comparable size to like the standard coleman cooler yeah it's real real <laughs> comparable to it like it's very similar to size of the steel belted Coleman cooler. Sure. It is. Yeah. The 50 quart size, somewhere between 40 and 50 quart, it's kind of like your do it all type size, right? Uh, whether you're, you're going hunting or, you know, going riding out on a ranger or um, just going to a party or going for a pontoon ride, whatever it might be. It's kind of your do it all size, essentially. It's, it's a multi purpose. You know, 111. I mean, unless you're super hardcore, you're probably not going to take that to a party. 22 quart, you know, really great for on the mobile uh, excursions, uh, kayaking. I use mine in the back of my kayak all the time. Um, you know, it's smaller, can't fit fit as much, 
um, stuff in there. You can fit two cases, or I should say a 24-pack of cans in there with about 5 to 10 pounds of ice. Um, so there's still plenty of capacity in there, but it is smaller, so you're not taking as much um, goods. I kind of want one of these 111s now. Because thinking <laughs> about that, you know, I could, I mean, by the time you fill it with with water, I mean, like with, with ice and beer and everything else, no one would ever be able to lift that. Um, yeah, there's a, a system we use called the buddy system to help move <laughs> them around. It works pretty good, so long as the other buddy is, is good at it as well, holding up his end. Um, you know, one thing that we are working on now, yeah, I'll say without fully disclosing everything. Um, Breaking news. Mobilizing Malunas, right? Um, you know, there are many different kinds of wheel kit options out there today for different types of brands or uh, wheels built into the cooler, we're considering all options, and we are underway with developing something like that. So um, we're, we're excited to see what we come up with. I would assume that probably the biggest factor is to make sure it's really rugged. Yeah, because, I mean, 96 beers weighs quite a bit, and then probably 50 pounds of ice weighs quite a bit. At and least 50 pounds. If you just drink it. <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm not going to drink 96 beers. Maybe we should try that as a challenge. If we can empty, if we can drink 96 beers to empty a Maluna cooler, you'll give us one for free. <laughs> sure, go for it. Who would survive longer? How about the we people do, drinking how about the beer or the ice in the cooler? Well, hang on, if it was all three of us, we probably could do this. <laughs> Let's just get some. I'll give you, uh, you and a buddy if you can do it. Let's get some ice <laughs> fans together. Give each one of them a 40, 40 ounce or 40 uh, quart together. D- ducks do the old uh, high school. Or <laughs> Whoever sorry, finishes first, you get college to keep College trick. You yeah. duct tape a couple 40s on your hands and <laughs> beer well, kids. We could, uh, we could make up all sorts of challenges for sure. But I, I'm going to uh, fill yeah, mine so. with milk. So. <laughs> and you're gonna pour you're gonna pour honey in that Cheerios. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would be uh that you'd have to take a picture of that. We'd appreciate it. That would be something else. But um yeah, so we we've talked about the features of the Maluna. Um one other thing to point out too about a Maluna is that the, the molded in handles allow for uh, the cooler to be strapped down, you know, to the back of a Ranger or something like that without having to go over the lid. Um, I, I plan to do a video on that to, you know, further explain exactly what that looks like and how to do it. Um, but essentially you're, you're starting on one anchor point at the base of the Ranger bed there going up over the first molded handle down underneath the base coming up again and over the handle into the next anchor point. So that's kind of a unique feature about a Maluna is that you don't have to go over the lid. Um, that way when you're stopping for beverages or, or things like that, you don't have to undo your ratchet strap or whatever just to get at the cooler. And then when you're ra- if you ratchet the cooler down, you're not um, you know damaging the cooler or, or warping it or anything like that um, with the ratchet strap. You know, some coolers are susceptible to being permanently damaged from strapping it over across the top of the lid. Um, if you, for example, grab uh, your red base white lid uh, igloo cooler, you can feel a separation between the mater- the two materials inside there. That's delamination between the plastic shell and the polyurethane foam. That is another um, real big issue for ice retention. Another reason why uh, the igloos don't, um, you know, they're not considered a high performance cooler. So, just another feature of it. Um, wanted to mention one other thing too. Uh, previously, before our involvement, uh, Maluna, the size of the cooler was not present on a Maluna. Sometimes you'd have a hard time telling the difference between a, like a 40 and 50 and 70. Um, the back of each Maluna now does include the size. So if it's a 22 quart, it's obviously going to say 22 quart and it's not a molded and graphic. It's just a, it's something that's, um, a part of the base of the, the product itself. So it's, you, you can't scratch off or anything like that. It's permanent to the base of the cooler there. So just another neat feature. And of course, with a Made in the USA product, it absolutely has to say Made in the USA. So we proudly have that molded into the base of the cooler as well. Um, 
it's just uh, very exciting. But, um, you know, you guys have introduced me as Garrett with uh, Euphoric Brands. Um, maybe wondering what is Euphoric Brands and how does Maluna come into play with that? Well, just to kind of dig into that, uh, Euphoric <sighs> Brands is essentially it's a family-owned and American-made outdoor brands company that leverages decades of engineering, design, development, and manufacturing expertise essentially to create high-quality products for a higher-quality experience in the great outdoors for outdoor professionals and enthusiasts alike. So, um, you know, out we're not out there to get into the big box stores and be a Me Too product kind of thing. Um, you think, well, isn't a cooler Me Too product? Well, essentially, um, you know, there's a lot of cooler spaces. There's a lot of different types of coolers out there. What's a Me Too product? Um, I, I might product. be too old for this. <laughs> My, uh, a Me Too product. You think of um, oh, paint tray liners or something like that. Uh, there's, you know, how many manufacturers of paint tray liners, or um, you know, how many manufacturers of ice fishing jigs, or uh, oh, all, okay. all kinds of different things. You know, just very common products out there. Um, you could call you. You could maybe say a saturated market. Gotcha. You might say that the cooler market is fairly saturated. Well, I mean, there there certainly are a lot of cooler brands out there. Um, we truly and wholeheartedly and completely feel that Maluna is the far superior um, high-performance cooler out there. Um, and that, to us, is just exciting. It, we're very proud of what we've accomplished with Maluna. Um, so we're very proud to label it as euphoric built um hashtag euphoric built what does that mean it means it's it was created with intuition innovation and inspiration uh formed by decades of manufacturing expertise and experience and it's made in the usa it also means um it's a euphoric worthy product only again we're not into the me too type things we're out there to create or the, the cheapest thing per se, I mean, if it ends up being the most cost-effective option, fantastic. Um, but we're out to build the best of the best, essentially. Um, but the Euphoric Brands essentially is the parent company to Maluna. Maluna is a product line. And the very first one, the one that we're labeling as the flagship brand under Euphoric Brands to be Euphoric built. So... Maluna is just the start. Uh, we do have uh, another partnership in place um, under the Euphoric umbrella. Um, you might be familiar with the name now. Uh, Duha is the company. You might say Ahuha. No, Duha. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that at all. FCC, eat your heart out. <laughs> exactly. It's Duha Storage. So. Uh, How do you spell that? A, because I just looked it up online. It's the capital of Qatar, which is the du huh. Duha Airport. Airport. So Duha is spelled D-U-H-A. It uh, it sound or looks like it sounds essentially. So Duha is a brand of uh, again rotor molded products, um, similar construction to like uh, a Maluna. Um, it's storage compartments and, uh, and options for, um, you know, under the backseat of your pickup or in the bed of a pickup or maybe on an ATV or UTV. Um, there's a variety of different products offered under the Duha brand today. Uh, we are the sole manufacturers of those. Um, all of those are being manufactured now in Baxter, Minnesota. Um, and again, made in the USA with, uh, domestically sourced materials. So, um, another product and the second product line essentially to be labeled as euphoric built. We're very excited for that one as well. So um, again, just hammering home that message of what euphoric brands is, uh, whether it's something that's branded a, a product um, that's branded under euphoric or uh, a partnership that we've entered like such as Duha. Um, or something that we've we solely own, like Maluna. Um, all products under the Fork name will cater to the great outdoors, you know, um, our outdoor enthusiasts and professionals. That's kind of cool. You guys, you guys have a real niche where you're trying to fit 
the whole euphoric company in. And I, I think, I think that's really cool to kind of stand with your morals and, and kind of stay true to yourself versus, you know, selling out and trying to do yeah. everything to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're not out there to be, I'll say the biggest, but we are out there to be the best. Makes um, sense. And that's, uh, that's our goal. Makes sense. So that, you also do fish too. That's what we, uh, I mean, that's, that's our connection. You're that. Yeah. That, that's, that's certainly the whole reason why we're here today. And, um, and certainly a, a big part of the reason for starting euphoric brands, uh, fishing is, it's forever been my passion. Um, since I was a kid, you know, mom and dad would take me fishing. We used to have this old sea ray, uh, boat and, um, we'd go out on North Long Lake in, uh, in, on the Merrifield side there and, and go fishing for the day. And just as, as we grew up, um, I just got more and more into it. Once I could drive, I was, I was on the water, um, as much as at school, it seemed like. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's essentially how we met John. Um, it's kind of awesome how fishing brings, um, you know, brings people together. Yeah, it, it really does. And, and you're a good stick and you've been wonderful to, you know, represent tuned up and then, also just just help with a lot of the designs and stuff um you have a manufacturing background so there's a lot of synergies there but uh yeah absolutely you know i i appreciate um you know working with yourself and the rest of the crew at tuned up custom rods uh you know just really great down-to-earth people and i really appreciate um having that close connection you know i just anything you represent and as a brand ambassador for other brands too i just i've always held true to myself that I'll never represent a brand that I can't wholeheartedly believe in or have good positive working relationships with. So, um, you know, I, I, I hold tuned up custom rods, uh, pretty near and dear to me. And I really have appreciated working with you guys. Yeah. It's, it's been a, it's been a wild couple of years. Um, the industry is really changing this year. will be even more interesting as another variant of COVID happens and we'll see how, see how the ice shows happen and if they happen, yeah. which I'm a little fearful of because all of us, I need an, I need a show. I need to go see people's stuff in person again. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think we're all missing that. I certainly missed it last year. And, um, I know there's a lot of, um, a lot of really great products that have been released this year already at iCast and, and throughout social medias and different things. And to, uh, you know, go see some of those things essentially for the first time in person at the St. Paul ice show in particular, you know, that's for an ice fisherman, that is the place to be. Um, you know, where there isn't always safe ice that time of the year. So the St. Paul ice show, best way to get hyped up right there and to, you know, come in contact and meet different people there for, for sure. Yeah. And it's always, to me, it's like the last preseason game. Cause usually that next weekend I'm pretty much either on ice or very close to being on ice. Yeah, exactly. There's always the the bets of whether or not Red Lake is going to have ice uh, by the St. Paul Ice Show. And I think the success of the St. Paul Ice Show is measured whether or not there's ice on Red. <laughs> yeah, <it> definitely <laughs> drives that. attendance. Yeah, it, it's, it sure does. Yeah, when half the state leaves and goes up to Red, um, it's it's pretty interesting. But, I mean, a lot of years it's it's just walkable and you know, if once four wheeler yeah. traffic goes on, then you do lose a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, yeah, no, again, fishing is, you know, the reason why we're here today. And, um, I essentially, my fishing career started in college. Um, I, uh, I, that, that's really, again, where my fishing career just really took off. Uh, were, were you one on particular, a, like a high school fush, fishing team? Unfortunately not. Okay. Uh, I'm too old for that, John. <laughs> well, I am really too old. They didn't even, I mean. They uh, yeah. they started, um, at least the Brainerd team. I, I graduated from uh, Brainerd High School um, in 2013. and Holy shankies. <laughs> yeah, oh, hey, yeah. Dan, when did you graduate? 99 <laughs> of the previous Oof. century. Of the previous century. <laughs> <laughs> at least I'm old four, so. so. Graduated in yeah. the late 90s. <laughs> so you guys are old. I'm young. You know, we'll get that out of the picture. But 
I was, uh, um, I think I was two year, two or three years, maybe three years, I believe, um, too early in graduating. I think it was three years after that, the high, the high school team had started. And, um, I remember getting a call from Jason Barr, uh, with Juice Bates in town here in Brainerd saying, Hey, you want to come boat captain for the, the fish, uh, high school fishing team? And I'm like, what high school fishing team? <laughs> like, I want to go back to high school. Like, I know. I was like, gosh, I need to go back to high school. But um, essentially my fishing career started in college. I wish I had started in high school. Man, that's just, that's really a neat thing. Um, it's uh, really cool to see the start that the kids are getting today versus back in the day you know whether nothing again nothing wrong with going out with grandpa and learning from grandpa but when you have so many opportunities to you know be in front of um you know different guest speakers or different things like that uh, seminars uh youtube videos you know to learn and better your skills as an angler um starting in high school man that's just that's just fantastic um I've had the pleasure of a boat captaining uh, a fair amount this year, um, which essentially it's just boat captaining for the high school teams. Um, I boat captain for the pillager team a little bit this year as well. And I had the opportunity to speak in front of, I don't know if there's 30 kids there. So great, great group of kids. Um, and, uh, great to have in the boat as well, but just talking about, you know, how to get started with a fishing career, essentially, and what college fishing is about. And, um, you know, cause I had fished the, uh, you know, the collegiate FLWs and Bass Masters and stuff like that. And man, that just really, um, that just was a ball. There was one event in particular, uh, my freshman year of college down in La Crosse on, uh, the Mississippi there. You know, I think, um, we placed, out of like 80 some boats, I think we placed in the top, somewhere in the top half or right around in the middle of the pack. But myself and my partner, you know, we just had such a blast. I don't know that we even cared about how we placed at the time. It was just one heck of an experience for us to go fish that tournament in particular. And that's just the drive for competition and the drive for figuring it out, you know, there's good days on the water where fish just seem to be, you know, jumping in the boat. And in other days where it's like, I'm pretty sure I've flipped every lily pad, every cane bush, you know, uh, every steep slope, whatever in this lake. And I cannot find them. We well, all have those. Days. And that's the, the way to learn it. I mean, it just yeah. almost got to go jump in head first and say, Hey, I'm going to do this. Uh, we have a yeah. little informal tournament tomorrow morning and I haven't fished Mille Lacs in a while. Um, but it's like, yeah, just, you gotta, you know, just trust your gut, look at your old books and say, Hey, here's the pattern that they have been in. I'm going to try this first. And, you know, sometimes you, you, you win, sometimes you lose, but that's kind of the whole part of it. And I think the biggest thing is to not stick with one type of spot too long, unless it's really working. Exactly. Yep. Yep. And one thing that I tell kids these days or really anyone that I'm, um, you know, talking fishing with is, you know, trust your electronics. Um, if you, if you have access to electronics, um, you know, trust them, use them, learn them, spend some time just graphing and learning what you're looking for on those graphs because it cuts down so much time locating those fish. Yeah, and don't be afraid to to buzz around a little bit and just don't even fish, just watch. Mm -hmm. I mean, I am very guilty of, you know, getting set in my ways and going, oh, I'm going to fish this spot. I've caught fish here five weeks in a row. And then you troll around for a little bit and you're like, wow, I haven't seen a fish in the graph. Well, maybe they're hiding. No, they're not there. I mean, just <laughs> go yep. somewhere else. Yeah, go somewhere yeah. else. Try it. Try something. Try something crazy. You know, I mean, because those those graphs they read pretty fast now. I mean, you can mm -hmm. drive around six, seven miles an hour and get a pretty good idea of what's going on. I need a exactly deer, I need yep. a deer hunting graph. <laughs> uh, it's called Onyx. <laughs> yeah, I do like the Onyx yeah. app. I use that all the time. Or a drone. You could you could get a drone. What a drone. I think that's pretty illegal. But educate me. What's yeah. what's Onyx? I don't. Even, you don't I, know. Onyx? I don't know what no. Onyx is either. I don't yeah. hunt. remember. I don't really hunt. It's awesome. It's, it's uh, so, it's like Google Maps, but it 
but it features uh, property lines. It shows who owns things, and oh. you can download the map. It's like uh, it's like Navionics for for land. Oh, so mm-hmm. you can download portions of land, and then you can like if you're walking, you f- spot a, a, a rub or something. You can mark that spot so you know exactly mm-hmm. where it is. It's awesome, and it mm-hmm. tells you who the landowner is and. All that stuff. Is there like a heat map of like people, the critters that have walked by? <laughs> well, it's not, it's not live. It's not quite it's, that advanced. It's like, no. it's like Google Earth for hunting. Okay. You know, uh, Elon Musk might have that technology shortly or something. Well, he might have something figured out. Yeah. yeah. Repurpose the satellites. I saw a book. Well, when, we, <laughs> when we get him on the podcast, we'll talk to him about it. We get Elon Musk on the podcast. That will, my life might be completed then. Think big, John. Should I just message yeah. him? Yeah. You know, it's, um, you know, I've, I've shared a little bit beforehand about, you know, euphoric brands and leveraging manufacturing experience and stuff. And uh, maybe I should uh, expand a little bit on that. Well, what do you, what do I mean by that is uh, we're, we're a family of companies here, a portfolio of brands essentially. And uh, we have quite a few different capabilities. Rotor molding is one of them. Um, Triven is our rotational molding company. We only rotor mold proprietary products or uh, products that we are in partnership with. So we're not out, you know, generating sales leads for rotor molding. Uh, Euphoric is the main customer for Triven, but um, that's one company. Um, and and you, you said Tesla or you said Elon Musk, right? And I associate that with Tesla. And, um, Tesla is a customer of ours at Lindar Corporation. Uh, Lindar Corporation is a thermoformer. So, um, you know, we make different things like uh, sleds um, for the fishing industry or um, big tractor hoods, um, battery components and different things like that. But uh, we have we have worked with Tesla. So maybe I'll just I'll shoot Elon a text right now and just see if he can jump on real quick. That'd be awesome. <laughs> we would appreciate that. that that'd yeah, be great. No. I'll, pay, I'll pay him four Doge coins. That's a, you have four okay. oh, I guess Dogecoin. I thought you were saying Bitcoin. No, yeah, Dogecoin. Say Bitcoin. Dogecoin is like one, six I got cents. super excited for a second. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, that that's the fun part um, about what we get to do. You know, we understand manufacturing and what makes uh, what processes are best for certain applications and different things. That's you know, like high performance coolers, rotomoly. I mean it. That is the best application for it, uh, the best process for it, anyway. And um, and John, you know, like you said, um, yourself in essentially manufacturing with um, tuned up custom rods. I get all that. I understand it because that's that is my background. So um, it's uh, it's great to relate that way as well. Yeah, I guess my my what do I call my day job. I I deal with manufacturers all the time. I never really put two and two together that maybe I really like making stuff you've never figured that out about yourself <laughs> not until just now i mean i do You're like just learning all kinds of things tonight aren't you john this is a very bottle software. openers yeah yeah, yeah. luna coolers have a bottle i'm gonna go try that when i get home <laughs> apparently I, I i knew there was a lock but that's what i thought it was i didn't realize it was a bottle opener yeah yeah you usually, no, just, you usually just twist hard enough that it doesn't matter no i actually use my wedding ring that's why i have a rubber one now because i cracked my wedding ring Ooh, not good. Not well, good. I'm on my third wedding ring. It doesn't. At some point, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> third ring, first wedding. Third, third wing, third ring, first wife. Yeah. Actually, well, this is technically my like. Now we're into the rubber one, so they don't count anymore when I wreck them. <laughs> at all. It doesn't count till you uh, file that paperwork anyway, right? I we didn't. And we never did. <laughs> my wife is arguing with me, but. You guys, are we got like, married in 2010, and that stamp was from 2012. So <laughs> it's going to be very Funny. interesting when uh, your kids have to settle your estate. Yep, and then we're like, Dad, Mom, we're never married. Nope, never filed the paperwork. It was Dad's responsibility. <laughs> Dad totally forgot about it. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. I yeah. think it's filed. Technically, it just it was. A little I weird. assume it would be if you joint file your taxes. They probably know you're married. Yeah, it's the government. What do they know? <laughs> they know more than you want them to. I know. They're probably listening to this right now. I'm going to get shot while I'm walking out. <laughs> or I could just get shot in general. Yeah. It is. We are at Tom's house. Yep. <laughs> All right. With that being said, we should probably wrap it up. Garrett, if people wanted to follow your fishing journey, how could they follow you? Yeah, you can follow me on Facebook or Instagram at Garrett Higlin Outdoors. 
Um, I'm, uh, I try to stay active on those pages, but if I'm not active on there, you can always, um, see what we're up to as well at Maluna, uh, those, uh, Facebook and Instagram pages and, and whatnot too. So you see me pop up here and there on different occasions as well. Uh, perhaps you might see me at tuned up at the same time. So, um, I'll, I'll put a plug in for tuned up right now. Um, since I have been using tuned up, uh, rods, um, let's just say I was a big G Loomis fan beforehand. I still am still a good brand, but the more I pick up tuned up rods, the less I pick up a G Loomis. And I, uh, I really do like the quality and, and just the hard work, um, and innovation really that goes into, uh, those, those tuned up rods. Um, the, the open water series, I'm a bass fisherman. Um, you know, we're working on different blanks and things right now and getting those dialed in. That seven, two is fantastic. Um, really all around rod spinning rod is just fantastic. And then a seven, two and seven, six casting rods are just two of my absolute favorites for bringing those big greenies in or, uh, um, wrangling those, those big old browns, a big small moth. So, um, again, appreciate every, everyone at tuned up and the quality that goes into those rods. And, um, if you guys have any fishing questions or any advice that, um, that you're looking for, feel free to hit me up on those social platforms. I am always around. We really appreciate you being here tonight, Garrett, and we really appreciate you uh, putting out the uh, the discount code for Maluna as well. So that's if you go to maluna.com, L-M-A-L-U-N-A.com, and use the code ICEMAN15, you can save 15% off your, your pre-order, which is fantastic. Absolutely. Excited for those coolers to come out. Absolutely. Thanks for taking the time tonight, Garrett. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. All right. We'll be back with another episode of The Iceman coming up here soon. We're about to get into the into the fall season. Yeah. Now. We're going to be recording a lot now. It's going to get real. Yep. We're almost at one year, by the way. That's pretty impressive. It is. We still like each other. <laughs> yeah. We're over that one-year hump. Finally. Finally. All right, everyone. Have a wonderful night. We'll talk to you guys soon.